Welcome to All About the Benefits, the podcast that uncovers the power of unearthing your inner superpowers. We're here to explore the incredible benefits that come from digging deep within ourselves. Join us on the journey of unlocking your true potential. We'll uncover the hidden strengths and untapped abilities that lie within each and every one of us. Whether you're seeking personal growth or looking to make a lasting impact on the world, this podcast is your guide to unleashing your inner superhero. Get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and limitless possibilities. Welcome to All About the Benefits. Here's your host, Lori Jewett. All right, you guys, welcome back. I am excited to have you again, and I am super excited today. I've been uh, looking forward to this interview for a couple months now, almost, I think. And I've got Dr. Bill Pink with me. He is the president of Fair State University up here in Big Rapids. And I saw him speak at the Big Jackson Men's Conference a couple months ago. And I'm just, I'm excited. He's got a lot of awesome things to share with you guys. And um, Dr. Pink, thank you. I know you were crazy busy and I, I appreciate your time. So, you know, tell us a little bit about who you are and we'll take it from there. Oh, thank you, Lori. It's so good to be a part of this. I appreciate you asking. So a uh, little bit about me and uh, my family, my background. So I, we moved to Big Rapids uh, here about a little, about a year ago. I took the position as president uh, July of last year. So we just celebrated one year anniversary of being here. My family, my wife, actually, um, we moved to Michigan eight years ago. We were in Grand Rapids before coming to Big Rapids. So I uh, spent uh, five years as president of Grand Rapids Community College um, before becoming president at Ferris State. And before that, we were in the state of Oklahoma. We met and were married in Oklahoma. We I was living in Oklahoma probably about the past 20 years before coming to Michigan. And so when we moved to Michigan, our daughter, she was uh, actually in middle school at the time. Now she's a junior here at Ferris. And so it's uh, in- interesting how time flies. But our with our daughter, we also have a son who is married and uh, he and his wife live in Oklahoma still. And they have one child who's our grandson, who's a little over, uh, actually about to be two years old this fall. And they also have a little one on the way. So that's exciting uh, for us as a family. And so uh, it's been good to be here uh, this last year up here in the Big Rapids area and also just to be a part of this great university. So we're excited still about being here. I, I absolutely love it. And so I have like, I had one thing, but now it's evolved into like four things that I that I want to say. First off, my mom graduated with her doctorate of education at the University of Arkansas. So I don't know what kind of like rivalry there is there in Oklahoma, but I think she's a little salty with me because I, t- I was texting with her earlier and I said, OK, I'm about to go interview Dr. Bill Pink from uh, the president of um, Fair State. And she's kind of just said like a thumbs up. And I'm like, I invited you on my podcast, but <laughs> hey, that's on her, Lori. That's on her. Oh, I, that, see, that's what I said. See, mom, if you're listening, it's on you. I invited you. But also I was very not good when I invited her. It was in the very beginning. And so I probably wouldn't have said yes either. But, um, you know, you said something that I want to I want to touch on. And you, you said this before I hit record. Um, we were talking about this and we were like, yeah, let's do it. And you said, I'm all in. I'm all in. And the significance of that. And I believe that God speaks to us in 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 fun ways, at least to me. My brain works a little weird. So maybe it's just me. But I actually just got back from a youth-led worship night in Georgia. One of our best friends, she's 16 years old, gave her first sermon at this worship night, and it was called All In. 
So when you said that, I was like, oh, this is just meant to be today. <laughs> so I Well, and I think that's so cool, Lori, when uh when you know we hear we can hear that term in different ways. I think it's so cool when uh, a teenager who is digging at so many things uh in terms of trying to make sure that their Christian walk and their walk with God is where it needs to be. And at the same time, they're hit with all these, all these challenges for a teenager to say, I'm all in and to really try to dig at that. Well, that's, that is awesome. I love to hear that. It was, it was fantastic. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, so this is kind of a good segue is communication and these kids. So it was all high school and college kids. And the college kids were still under 20, I think. So they were all teenagers. And every single one of them got up there and said, I don't want to be here, but here I am because I, you know, I'm being obedient and, you know, God wanted me here. So here I am. And they all, they just, they did fantastic. And they're, I mean, you would think, especially the young lady, our little, I, I call her our girl. So I've known her since she was, before she was born, but she, you would have thought this girl had professional speaking training. I mean, she did so great. And it was just because she knew where she needed to be and she knew what she needed to do. And that was awesome. So, you know, I want to I want to talk about because I think for adults, young adults, everybody, it's important to know about communication. And, you know, you talked a lot about communication at the men's conference and how you use that. And I don't know that you you use the word rapport, but when you were talking, that's what I was thinking, because I come from a sales background. So I was thinking, you know, we have to build rapport in, in order to do that. So can you talk about the importance of communication skills, especially in the digital world that we're in right now? Yeah. And, and I, I appreciate that question, Lori, because um, the thing that happens with communication and this this is coming from someone uh, when I was uh, when I used to teach when I was still in the classroom and teaching in colleges and universities. One of the classes that I would teach was public speaking and communication. And so it's a part it's a, something that's near and dear to my heart. And the thing about it is that communication is such a vital thing in terms of not only the message, but how we deliver the message and realizing that every delivery is not a delivery that may reach everyone at where they are and what they're looking for and just where they are in life. So sometimes that delivery needs to be through I, I can sometimes get some things done through a text message to a friend or to someone that just says, hey, can you do this, this or that? Or, hey, I'm going to be late or whatever. But we've got to be careful to know that sometimes the idea of using electronic means sometimes because of just what we need to say and how that person needs to hear it and receive it, sometimes uh, these things that we have that we carry in our pockets, sometimes these just aren't the best way to get that message across because sometimes that individual just needs to talk to you and hear in your voice what how you feel about it because if you were to put in a text message that said hey i need i need to see you sometime soon okay if that's in a text message you read that it's kind of hard to know how what does soon mean and you can go well what do you mean what you're going to ask questions but if I said to you in a phone call, you answered and, and said, hello. And I said, Lori, I got to see you real soon. You know just how urgent the need is. And you can pick up with me of how urgent and how much of, of an emergency even possibly that this is. And so now you can deal with me a lot better. Um, aside from if I said, hey, hey, let, I need to see you sometime soon. Hadn't seen you in a while. Well, okay. 
we're, we're going to get together, but that might be next week because what I'm saying, what we're saying is that, gosh, hadn't seen you in so long. We got to catch up. And so the idea of how we communicate and what we use to communicate is just so important because the other thing it does, Lori, is that it will show the amount of care and respect for a person. There are some times where a text message just is so informal and uh, just doesn't get across the feeling of, of care and love for some people. It may say it, but it sure sounds better when I hear it. And so if we can think more about what that what that avenue is that we use in communication, it could be it could mean so much more to the people that we are communicating with. We're in a world now where people just throw things out, just say things and then go on about their business. And uh, social media has become horrible for that that people will put things out there that quite frankly, sometimes, Lori, they're just hate, hateful things. And that's just, I, 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 you know, last time I checked, that's just not where, where God wants me to be when it comes to communication. Even if I need to say something that might be hard to hear, maybe some truth that I just need to say to someone, hey, you hurt me, or boy, I, this just doesn't, you know, this isn't working well. Even in those messages, those can be done, as the Bible says, to speak the truth in love. And if we can wrap those messages around with love in terms of how we communicate, that means so much more. And it's hard to wrap them in love when it's just on a social media platform. No, you're and you're absolutely right. And we also don't know how people take things. And and I think you the essentially what you just said, but for me, and this has become a joke ever since I, so my book released right out a month ago and it's been a joke ever since because I'm like, I wrote a book and people are thumbs up in that on Facebook. And I'm like, if I said like, I wrote a two page paper, then sure that's thumbs up, but no, you better heart or care or wow, something. I don't know. Even the wow kind of makes me nervous because that can be taken different ways. But so it's become this huge joke. And now like 90% of everything I post on Facebook, people thumbs up just to be funny. And, but for me, and you know, somebody asked me the other day, they were like, seriously, what is your deal with a thumbs up? And I'm like, to me, honestly, it just means like, it's easy. It's the lazy thing. It's it's like K, K in a text message is another one of my things, but it's because of my history, my life and background. I don't know what it is that makes me hate the thumbs up, but we all have things like that. Some people think it's super over the top that I have like 50 exclamation points. When I wrote my book, my editor, we were joking about it this morning. She, We estimated that she took 78,000 exclamation points out of my book. Some people think that's over the top. To me, that's like, yay. And you know, so you're you're absolutely right about the text messaging. It's crazy, right? I love that you're laughing because you're like, you're either like, wow, this girl's crazy or, oh, I can relate. <laughs> no, I can. No, honestly, I can relate because um, here's something that we used to talk about a lot. So part of my time in teaching as well, I spent a good chunk of my career teaching in universities with students who are looking to become teachers. And so we were all in the in that I was in that space of teacher preparation, preparing people to be classroom teachers. And one thing we would talk to them about, and this was in one of the classes that I taught, one thing I would talk to our students about who are getting ready to go into classrooms to be teachers is the fact that you must keep in mind as a teacher that sometimes when you walk in the door and when your students walk in, you have no idea what they have gone through right before they were dropped off to your to your door. 
You don't know what the conversation was. You don't know what the argument may have been. You don't know what may have happened last night at the house and uh, in the neighborhood or whatever. You don't know those things. And so you might see or hear behavior that you're sitting there going, oh, that's it. I can't believe you would do that. Go to the office and you're ready to just you know, send them on their way and send them on to deal with the principal. When in actuality, understanding and being able to stop and say, instead of go to the principal's office, no, no, come here, let's talk. What's going on? And it's not that you need to find out all the details, but you need to know something went down that isn't that is causing what you're seeing there in real time. And so we've got to, and I think, honestly, Lori, I think it's something that in so many ways we've lost as a, as a society in many ways where we are, we are so concerned about the moment, the now, and about, in some cases, about my own needs that we don't stop to say, well, Lori, I, you know, because of what you just said a second ago, you know, you, you know, leading up to this point where the thumbs up, you're just like, hey, you know, growling and, and like, eh, that's not what I, you know, it to really say, you know what, I respect that, Lori. And there may be, there's something in there that you're saying, you know what, because of this, of whatever it is, this is where I'm at now. And I think we have to be more empathetic for people to understand just because I'm seeing or hearing this or whatever, that might be, there might be so much more than what I am just seeing and hearing in the moment and not get so wrapped up in the moment, but also be wrapped up in the person to say, okay, hold on. Uh, you, you're kind of lashing out, right? Hey, let's, let's, let's back up. Let's, let's talk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, and be able to dialogue and have good conversation. I absolutely love that. And you're so right. And, you know, just you were talking about, you know, new teachers and I grew up, my mom was a sixth grade teacher while she was getting her doctorate. And then from that point, she taught teachers how to teach. So now she's a yes. I don't know, fancy title. I don't know what she does, but um, I, I know she uh, does it mostly remotely from Costa Rica. So it's kind of amazing. Good for her. She worked really hard for it. Love it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, growing up around that. And then on top of that, now leading a youth group, it's incredibly important. There are certain trigger words that wouldn't necessarily be a trigger word. And there are things we talk about in youth group that, and I learned, you know, I've learned this lesson already a couple of times. Unfortunately, it has taken a couple of times, but sometimes, you know, you say in front of a group of kids, you say the word suicide, you say the word, you know, human trafficking. Those are, those are topics we've talked about recently that triggered things. And we, thankfully we were delicate about them because we know, and Pastor John's been training me for that. The, the, from our yeah. first conversation, he said, okay, you're going to have things that are going to, you're going to say something and then somebody's going to need to take it a little bit deeper. And so that's, we spend every Monday training on, on different scenarios like that. But that one word, and it doesn't even have to be something as intense as those two words. Those are just two real world, world examples could trigger something in somebody. And I hate the word trigger because of the, like the connotation of it that it has in society, but it is a real thing. People do have real triggers. And it's important whether you're teaching or just a human, I was going to say teaching youth leader, a human in general, to be mindful that someone's reaction, like you just said, maybe has nothing to do with what you said, but how you said it and or that it's a text well, and, message with uh, a thumbs and, up. <laughs> well, and to also, I think, have enough, have enough love and care for people that we are able to say, okay, you know what? My bad. Let's let's back up. I, you know, I it, because there's so many things about people that we aren't aware of and do not know that when we do 
find ourselves in some of those situations where maybe I should I said just a word. You're right. Sometimes it's a word that truly reminds them of a time that was incredibly horrible for them. And to have that level of empathy for people, I, you know, you think about the example that Jesus gave us. I mean, you know, Jesus was, as I you know, said at the, the retreat, Jesus was the master communicator. He was awesome at being able to be in the moment with people. And he had now, obviously he had an advantage that I don't have. It was a pretty big advantage. He happened to be the savior of the world. So um, (laughs) he knew a lot more about people than I do, but still his example of how he would give uh, grace and compassion to people who in some cases, I mean, they, uh, and people are, we are all like this today. We are in need of someone to just give us some grace and give us a little compassion and give us some, some bandwidth to be able to, to navigate because life isn't easy. And we need to, it's crazy when we think that we can get it all done on our own. We've got to have each other. I I think it's cool how this conversation about communication has actually kind of unintentionally or maybe intentionally spun into compassion. And I think those two things go hand in hand, which is a lot about what you talked about at that retreat was, you know, you have to, sometimes we have to meet people where they are. Actually, all the time, I I think we do. And I think it's incredibly important. I want to, oh, go ahead. I was going to, well, I was just going to fill in and say the, because I fully agree with you and I, I think it, a practice that is a, unfortunately, I think has become a lost art is the idea of when we are having some of the more difficult conversations, when we are speaking to people who may, who we know walking in the room that we may not see eye to eye. The biggest mistake we make these days, Lori, is when we have that situation, we always, it seems like people love to start at what they we don't agree on. I think that just I, I'm a believer that that when you establish common ground with a person, you tend to get further with your relationship. And so when I can have the conversation and really determine, here's some things we agree on. Let's talk about where we are are at the same place. And last time I checked, every time I've done that, where we are able to establish common ground. We're both trying to get to the same place. We both have the same idea in mind. Oh, and I, I do this. I believe I, 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 all those things that we have in common, it may not hit every little thing, but to start a conversation with here's where we establish common ground, because when you do that, what you're doing is establishing relationship. And when you have a relationship established, it makes it a whole lot easier for us to talk about the things that we do not agree on because we now have a level of trust that we've been able to determine. And we, without that, all we're going to do is sit there and argue, get up, leave uh, angry, and have ruined an opportunity to gain great understanding of each other. Understanding means I understand. It doesn't may not necessarily mean that I agree with every little thing, mm-hmm. but at least now I know where you're coming from. And we can still get up from the conversation, go have lunch and have relationship. Cause I think that's where, I think that's where Christ was relationship because relationships build on that trust. Uh, absolutely. I, I agree a hundred percent with everything you just said. And I love it. One of the things we taught in the sales world was for family, occupation, recreation. If you can't find anything else. And of course in that world, I was an outside sales. So we were walking into people's businesses. It was pretty easy to see you know, a picture of the grandkids cheerleading on the wall or riding horses, whatever it is. And, you know, ask about the family, occupation, recreation. Those things are a good start if you can't find anything else. But absolutely. 
that connection and rapport can change the outcome of an entire, it can save relationships, truly. Yes, so much, so much. I fully agree. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time. So I have one more thing that I want to dive into if we have time. And this is a selfish question because I am a mother of a teenager. And I also am in a room full of teenagers making this decision every Wednesday night. So what advice do you give or would you give kids that are juniors and seniors in high school? Because most of mine are high school age and my own is a junior trying to figure out what she wants to do. She 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 goes back and forth whether she wants to go to college or do some sort of apprenticeship, this, that and the other. And I was a horrible. I was um, how old am I now? I was 40. I'm, I was 39 years old before I realized my calling was supposed to be working with kids. So <laughs> I'm a bad example of this. But what advice do you can you give to kids trying to figure out their path and what they what they they want to do? Oh gosh, several things. Um, first of all, when it when we talk about what we want to do, one thing I tell teens all the way to college students who walk in and say, you know what, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't. I'm trying to figure out what uh, what direction I'm going to go. What should I major in? All those things. One of the things I talk about a lot is the fact that the last thing you ever, that well, it shouldn't be, one of the last things you want to do in life is to get up every morning and go to a job that you hate. One of the most unpleasant things that, we, that some people end up doing. So in order to avoid that, uh, I tell students all the time, Think through what are those things that are not only what uh, my gifts, if you will, what are those God-given things that that we can all point out and say, you know what, I can't do all these things, but you know what, I'm not too bad at this. And I really enjoy this because if I can take what I enjoy and, and morph that into a career, oh my goodness, that means that every day I go to work. I'm going to go to work doing something I love. And so as you think through that, and one thing I also tell folks, because some people say, I don't know what it is I'm good at. I always say, you need to ask the people around you, what are you good at? Because the people around you see you and they, and they have in their head, boy, she is so good at, she does this so well. And sometimes it isn't, sometimes it isn't something that is tangible that I do with my hands. Sometimes it's just how I can communicate and how I can sometimes make some folks just feel relaxed. And I mean, that's a, that's a gift. I mean, Absolutely. that's not easy. And so find those things that you enjoy and that you do well and ask yourself the question, how does this become what I do to uh, on a daily basis? Because if it's something I enjoy doing, might as well get paid doing it. So I think it's I think it's a great space to be in. And the other thing that I am so big on in telling folks in telling especially teens and college students is don't ever try to get through this life by yourself. Always look for that support group. I say support group. These are buddies. These are friends. This is my, you know, it's my posse. It's my tribe. It's all those words that people use. It's the people who support me, the people who encourage me, the people who are honest with me the people who will not uh, walk away from our conversation and talk bad about me. It is those people who are truly uh, those who, you know, have your back. Find and seek out those relationships because I, I personally feel this is just, this is my opinion, Lori. I think it's a dangerous thing for us to think that we can navigate this life on our own. We have a savior and a God who is for us, but we also have to have people who are tangibly uh, living this life on earth with us that also can be for us. And so it's making sure you have relationships in your life that are healthy relationships that help you and that you in turn help them 
that you indeed have those folks who have a great concern. Last thing I'll say to that, because every once in a while, I'll have that conversation around teens who are looking for, or even sometimes not looking for who that person is that's going to be someone that you hold hands with walking down the street and that whole boyfriend, girlfriend thing. I always tell teens, look, find the person who is more focused on their relationship with God than they are their relationship with you. You find that one, grab and hold on tight because that's the person you want. You want them to love Jesus more than they love you because if that is the case, they are going to be someone who takes good care of you because that love for Jesus and that love for following him and doing what he wants us to do, that is the exact person because if that's where they are, they're going to take awfully good care of you. One of these days, I'm going to get a cheap mic in here so I can do mic drop moments because that was, I don't want to break my mic, but that was a mic drop moment. And absolutely, I think that's an awesome place to end on. The funny thing about that is about 20 minutes before we got on this call, my daughter texted me and asked to order her boyfriend a new Bible for his birthday. So I'm like, I'm listening to you say that. And I'm like, oh, yay, they're on the right path. Okay. So, <laughs> but. yes. yes, those are the conversations you love to have with your children. That's for sure. <laughs> absolutely especially since both one of them well i think I, I i treat both of them as my own but they're both my youth group kids either way so i'm like yes proud mama and proud proud youth leader yeah. right now so dr pink what is the awesome. where, what's the best place for people to find you you know if anyone wanted to i mean email what how can people reach you if they had questions about you know getting into ferris or whatever yeah, if it's about Fair State, email me, Bill Pink, all one word, B-I-L-L-P-I-N-K, at ferris.edu. I can get you connected to folks who will just rock it with you and, and show you what we do here, what the possibilities are. We can show you that. We can also show you some of our groups on campus that are campus ministry groups, if that's what you're interested in. Our daughter, she is part of one of those groups that has been so impactful for her. We can get you connected to those as well. Would love to have folks uh, contact us so we can share more about what, uh, what the Bulldog Nation is all about. Absolutely love it. I'm writing that down because I'm going to ask you later on for more information about that. So um, <laughs> We'll do it. Uh, well, I know you have another meeting and I feel like we could keep dropping value for hours, but I am so grateful for you taking the time, Dr. Pink. I appreciate you. And thank you guys for listening as usual. So grateful for each and every one of you. And that brings us to an end of another empowering episode of All About the Benefits. We hope you've been inspired to dig deep and unleash your inner superpowers. Remember, the journey to discovering your true potential is ongoing. Embrace your strengths, celebrate your uniqueness, and continue to strive for personal growth. We are grateful to have you as part of our community, and we invite you to stay connected with us on social media. Share your own stories of empowerment and keep the conversation going. Thank you for joining us on this transformative adventure. Together, let's continue to unlock our superpowers and create a world where everyone can thrive. Until next time, keep shining bright and remember, you are capable of amazing things. Stay empowered.